Hey, this is Joe Perry with the Joe Perry Project. You're listening to Maximum Threshold. Keep on rocking, man. Automatic defense procedures initiated. What we've got here is... Maximum voltage. Maximum power. Maximum carnage. This is Maximum Threshold. Call the show at... 440-709-4977. Maximum Threshold. And here's your hosts, Dom. And he's actually quite smart. He just makes errors of judgment along the way.
Surrounded by blood. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on out there, everybody? Hey, welcome again to this week's edition of the Maximum of All Threshold Radio Shows. And there's not another show out there like this one anywhere. I can guarantee that. And any if there are, man, they copied off us because we were there first before them. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Go back to 2006. Now, there was a few other radio programs, internet shows, podcasts, whatever you want to call it, that were around. But there wasn't many. I'm got to say that our show is, is very unique in that, is that we have withstand uh, time, I guess you can call it. Everybody else just packed it up, moved along. You know, we're still rolling along. Been doing this for, what, 13 years or something. Uh, so I want to thank everybody who's been tuning in for the majority of that. I know the beginnings of it was pretty fun. Uh, and then we had, a, we, had a, we had a blast, man, over the years doing this show. And there's no, there's no talk about stopping either. This is fun. This is something that we do. Uh, made some good friends doing this radio show all around the world. And um, very pretty well connected in the music industry uh, because of this. And I'm very grateful for it. And I'm thankful for it. Uh, let's see. Also, um, Maximum Threshold has gotten me to be part of um, a couple years ago. Man, we were voting members on the Grammys. How about that shit? <laughs> now, that's funny. That's funny stuff right there. So I got to vote on, uh, let's see, some of the bands that we got on the show here. And um, I don't think any of them won, but still, they got a vote. You know, they got a vote from, from a, a voting member of the, the Grammys, the recording academy that we were with. So um, we might be getting back with them again. Now, they've been sending me a lot of information again to get back on there, on board with them. Um, I'm still getting their, all their emails and everything. I mean, it was cool, but yeah, they really didn't do nothing for us, you know. Um, I don't know. I, that's, that's for a whole other show. But for tonight's show, I got to say this. Uh, we got an interview here by the band Mossum, M-O-S-S-O-M. And Greg, um, Greg, George went out and hooked up with these guys. What was it a couple of days ago? And so we got a pretty cool little um, segment here. I haven't even listened to it yet. Uh, I listen to music. The music is pretty interesting. Uh, so you guys probably dig this. And if you've never never heard of them before, you're about to get turned on to them. Yep, we we love you too. Groove, even though you don't like Ghost, you can you can text message the show anytime at four four zero two five two zero zero five eight. I'm gonna be having a new number pretty soon. I'm gonna migrate away from that number because it's I I probably get a good hundred to two hundred text messages a day on that thing. They're mostly almost all. I want to say good ninety nine point two percent of the texts that I get on there are all. Uh, not bill collectors, but they're just um, telemarketers and just people that has absolutely nothing to do with this show. So, yeah, this George 
George Comer, C-O-M-E-R. Um, yeah, I'm getting texts. They want to know who's George. George did a show. Um, he covered Warp Tour for us, and he did a couple other things as well. It's it's a guy I work with, man. He, guy guy knows his stuff. He's new new to doing what we're doing, but he pulls this shit off. And like I said, if anybody else out there who wants to interview anybody, interview them, shoot it over to me, and I'll air it. And you can be part of this the shindig that we call. And we could all enjoy what you did. Whether it's good or a total train wreck. Either one will still enjoy it. Because that's how we roll. Mm-hmm. So, let's see. Mm-hmm. We also got the Rock and Metal News segment as we do every week. I want to thank Ron up there in Vancouver for doing this for us every every week. Been doing this for years with us. Man, I mean it from my heart, man. Thank you, man. Anybody who does anything for us, and I really honestly appreciate it, and it means a lot to me because I know that I have some better content than I can give to you guys to listen to and enjoy. So I want to thank him as well. And I also want to thank all the people who sent me over text messages last week's show for <clears throat> the um, we were doing the top 15 and we had dedications. There's also sort of like the, the Casey Kasem that we did last week. There are some pretty cool ones. I want to thank them also for texting into the show, their dedications to the songs that we were playing. And he kind of was good guessing on what I was playing. So I want to thank them as well. It means a lot. And let's say that's getting this program already. Me knock out, I'm going to knock out a couple of these quick commercials. We're not selling nothing this week. Last week we were um, sponsored by Fram Auto Filters and the Eddie Trunk Show. I want to thank them as well. I want to thank also Taco Bell for this lovely meal. I tried tonight the Power Burrito. No clue what the fuck that thing was. But I was like, it looked good in the picture. Like, this thing's got to be like really big and, you know, all mandingo size. Man, but when I got back, when I got back to the house, I opened up. The, the little my little sack, and I pulled out my burrito, and that thing looked pretty small. I was like, "This ain't mandingo size." I was kind of disappointed. I should say I was very disappointed because that thing cost me a good six bucks for that, and gotta move on. And I don't know what the hell kind of combo meal that was, but whatever it is, I got ripped off. So. Uh, let's yeah, let's knock out these commercials. We'll come back and we'll get the ball rolling. We got the interview. We want to knock it out. Then we're gonna play some music. And then we're gonna get the hell out of here. Post the show so you people who missed part of it or you want to re-listen to it again, you can listen to the rebroadcast again or the replay on all of the different platforms that we're broadcasting on. You know, we're on iTunes, um, Apple Podcast. We're on the Google Music, Google Play. We're on Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio. Oh man, we're we're on. I don't even know, man. There's just so many, and so many new stuff are popping up, and I don't have no clue. So we used to have a point where we were able to give you an idea how many people we had listening to this program every week. It was at a point where we were like around 150,000, 
Right now, I have absolutely no clue. None. Um, I could see what our numbers are on just off our website, but mm, the replays are different, man. And listening to the streams and all that on Spreaker, we're also on there, and we're getting pretty good numbers over there as well. But what can I say, man? Um, shit. Just subscribe to us, man. Whether you're going to listen to us or not, just subscribe to the show. If you don't have an iPhone, go on your little Google, I mean, your your phone, go go, go, to, go to Google Music or whatever the hell it is. Get the podcast. Subscribe to it. Leave us, leave us a rating. It'll tell us just how wonderful we are. And make up some shit, and I really appreciate it. you. Whatever you write on there, I'll read it on air. And um, let's see, everyone that's put some comments up there, I'll send you over. I got the brand new accept. Um, I'm gonna play something off that in a minute. It's a brand new one. It's a, I think it's a double live CD. Um, something somewhere, something somehow. But that's yeah. I'm going to play something for you after we come back, and then we're going to do the interview. So don't go away. Don't go anywhere. Keep your feet on the ground or on your couch or around your boyfriend's neck, and we'll be right back after this. You can now hear the Maximum Threshold Radio Show on Stitcher Radio. Uh, Stitcher allows you to listen to your favorite shows directly from your iPhone, Android phone, BlackBerry, and Palm Creek. On demand and on the go. Don't have Stitcher? Download it for free today at Stitcher.com. Once again, she could hear Maximum Threshold Radio Show on Stitcher.com. Have a smartphone, iPod, iPad, or even Roku? Grab the app, tune in, and search Maximum Threshold and hear the show live directly from your device. Phone lines are open. Call us now, 440-709-4977. Once again, the call-in line in the studio here is 440-709-4977. But be prepared. You call. You will be on the air. Hi, this is Nita Strauss from the Alice Cooper Band, and we start wars, and you're listening to Maximum Threshold Radio. Shred on. Michael Strong, you motherfucker! Oh! A maximum threshold, baby! Woo! This is Michael Starr from Steel Panther. Hey, this is Rex Brown from Kill Devil Hill, and you're listening to Maximum Threshold Radio. Turn it the fuck up. There you go. You can text message the show right now at 440-252-0058. Once again, it's 440-252-0058. Text the show. Hey, everybody. This is David Ellison, and we are thrashing it up here on MaximumThreshold.net. Yeah, and I'm back, bitches. Uh, okay. Well, you like those commercials? That that was pretty simple, wasn't it? That was painless. Actually, pretty entertaining, I think. So let's, let's knock out these... Um, the hell was that? Let me see. I got a text message. Do you have any connections with Papa Roach? Um, oh, I think I do. I think I actually got um. 
Let me talk to my buddy in the band. Oh, what the hell's his name? I gotta look him up. There's the singer in Papa Roach. I should know this. And it's like right on the tip of my tongue. Um, Shaddix. How's his first name? Brittany? <laughs> oh, damn, you're funny. You're a funny guy. You're a funny guy. Um, I think I do. I'll, I'll check it out. I'll, I'll, work, I'll work our magic. So um, here we go. I got this interview here. That, like I said, George did. It's um, That's right, Jacoby. Thanks, Jeff. Um... So let me, let me, let me, let me, ah, fuck. It's almost like I got fucking Tourette's a little, just a little bit, not a lot, just a little bit of Tourette's. So here we go. I got an interview here that George did uh, with um, Mossom, M-O-S-S-O-M. I don't know if it's Mossom or Mossom. Mossom. I think that's, that's like named after a desert fruit or something. I think it's that or it also means true happiness um i don't know i'm just guessing here you go man <laughs> here's the interview with mossum and george and i got one of their songs coming on after that called stick in the eye so here you go this is mossum and george here on your maximum threshold radio show horns up fists in your mind fists in the air Events. What do you got in store got, for you for yeah. 2019? When's yeah. your next show? Because you're doing that one at Ohio City. I'm going to go to Athens and Columbus. So we're br- branching yeah. out, brother. Yeah, we got two Cleveland we're shows. We're working Columbus on a festival and and at the Foundry later this year. All right. Well, we can't really talk about that. I'm talking about everything. Gonna, I'm going to open up the kimono, and you're going to see all of the glory inside. Yeah. That sounds very heavy metal. <laughs> um, oh man, I'm ready. You gonna? Are you, do you have to level check. set it? You have to say we're here. We're yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say David, gonna do the whole mass Yeah, you got called. You had to go. And now a word from <laughs> Razor of the Month Club. Uh, yeah. Let's right. go out to the kitchen and make us the toothbrush. Razor of the Month. I've been shaving with these for the last week, and they're just fantastic. They took their jobs. They took their jobs. They took their jobs. Hey, man, they took my gap. All right. Or is this recording? Yeah, you no, Okay, I'll just... I'll just <laughs> <laughs> Good thing you know how to edit. All right, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Beautiful. Okay, I'll just get us... I'll just get us started. <clears throat> nice vacuum. Hi, this is George from Maximum Threshold Radio, and today we're going to be interviewing the boys from Mossum. And to my right... God, take two, fucko. The boys... Mossum. It's not Mossum. Oh. What you say that again? Mossum. Mossum. Like Mossum. Like Mossum. Yeah. For a Pido fan of this band. No one's ever told me how to say it. Mossum is fine. I'm keeping this. Sounds like it's from New York. So, (laughs) this is Says. Mossum. Like awesome with an M. I didn't know that. Listen, the reason we picked it is because it's a kick-ass palindrome. Either way you spell it, it's still Mossum. It's still Mossum. Unless it's upside down and then it's Wasau. And then, like, yeah. Wasau. And so when people leave your concert, they're like, that was awful. That was Mossum. That was Mossum. 
That better be the new. Well, and I actually awesome I figured out there's only way to say it is like, and this is awesome before we, you know, step off or and we're awesome. Yeah, it's a soft O. It's a soft O. Don't don't fuck that up. Yeah. Like, where do you keep your clothes? In a closet. Exactly, closet. Not, not a, a closet. closet. Not a closet. All right, so. come on. Let's not even get into dialect. I didn't know you were dialect so good at English. Wars, yeah. I didn't learn words. I didn't either. I'm so funny. Jeez. Me and Russ do? have been French. I drum. No. Me and Russ have gotten to get gotten along every second of our life up until right now. This, this, <laughs> this is the first time Russ has ever and attacked you know what? me. Your throat could be yeah. attacked again. Well, yeah. So. Because question number one, too, is um, how you got your name. So I'm glad we got that. People love a podcast where people talk over one another. It's great. It's It's beautiful stuff. So how would you guys describe yourself to someone who's never heard you before? Uh, High energy, post-rock. You know, they're saying rock is dead, so we're definitely about bringing rock back in our own way. Right? Absolutely. So hard rock, uh, you know, it's a little bit like... uh, you know, uh, and hard rock in the sense of not metal, but hard rock in the sense of you know, just not alt rock, but not driving metal, so high that, tempo. That you know, a little bit of riff rock, but certainly not like a stoner rock. Just uh, we we tilt we tilt towards prog, then we go back towards punk. Yeah, kind of hit rock in the middle. So there's yeah. there's some driving straight four fours, yeah. and then there's some off time little proggy things here and there. But yeah, I. It's just original rock. I mean, it really is. It really is. It's not like categorized. There's I mean, you really have influences. That sounds so like us. You can throw some Primus out there. You can throw some Royal Blood. You can throw some Rush. That's some just because people don't know we, who we sound like. And people hear them all, and then people go, "Well, I don't really." You know, the, the, one of the nice compliments that I like to hear is, "Well, I'm not really sure." Right there tells us we have a unique product. Because what about the guy we just saw on the street tonight that we had seen? When we played the Tower series here on Waterloo, and he said, he was "How did you do that, man? How did you do that? How do you get all that sound out of there and out of there?" And and it's uh, it's me playing guitarist and bassist at the same time, which you know the only peers we have. There's a, there's a lot of two pieces now out there, but because it's a bass, it's more like Royal Blood out of the UK, where I'm sort of emulating it. And then I'm playing, but I'm more of a bassist, so it's, we're more bass forward than Royal section. Blood, right? Yeah. Royal Blood's riff rock. We're not riff rock. We're more melodic, uh, twists and turns. That's where the prog probably comes in. Now, I, I have a follow-up question for both of you guys. So the first one for Russ, um, you are talking about how you guys cross over to like some different genres. What's the furthest you guys would consider crossing over? Like, what, what's have you guys discussed behind closed doors? Like, what's the furthest you guys have talked about? Like polka? Naked polka? Like, yeah, like naked polka, <laughs> wild, <laughs> wild or naked, like Viking hardcore music. Viking polka. Oh, my God. <laughs> exactly. You know what? I think that would give us more of a novelty if we well, thought about it. Hey, if Necro Goblin can make an album, yeah. then you guys can make yeah. a naked yeah. polka. Yeah. I think we talked about, um, what did we call it? Um, uh Prague folk or something? <laughs> no, Prague no. ska. We've been talking reggae. Yeah, Prague ska. Prague reggae. Yeah, 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 I don't yeah. know. Um, honestly, dude, we oh, we. Pretty right now. I think we we uh, go where the wind takes us with with that. We don't really, you know, we have a very 
open-ended structure with our re re uh, rehearsals and our and our lines, and we'll just start playing something, and then next thing you know, we're, we're you know, it's like when you go on YouTube and you look up fuzzy kitties, and then you end up looking up dirty Thai Jesus. back door. <laughs> so you want know, yeah. yeah. after five hours, and you're like, <laughs> well, how did I get how here did I get from down? there? Yeah, right. Um, like, so I think that's really we we don't really have any direction sometimes, and we. Well, you know, actually, we do play some three-four polka rock. All of a sudden, we're like, "What are we doing with this three-four? And you know, so it's really uh, math good. rock is as far as we go. We get into the math. We're really, we're getting more and more into you know mixing up the time meter and playing around with you know really like jarring changes in the in the, in the arrangement. And it's well. not always intentional. It's it's really not intentional. It's you know we we have a you know like we have. Which is a straight four-four driving surf rock song, a la Dick Dale, and then we go over to uh, a song like Between the Lines, that's that's syncopated, expressionistic, off-time, you know, quote-unquote prog, you know, give or take. So it's like you, we're throwing things at a wall, and it, it really is a it's. So emotional. It's when we're playing, and all of a sudden, hey, that's cool. Let's do. Let's go that way, and then we turn the car and we head that way for a while. And then if that sucks, we're like, ah, it sucks. Let's go back this way. So if that is answering the question without answering the right. question, close enough. Close enough. Sounds interesting, man. I don't know what the hell you just said. <laughs> Anything that's but wow, man. As long I'm as it's interesting, to, I'm gonna hear this. As long awesome. as it makes, I gotta hear this. Awesome. <laughs> as long as it makes you know four or five people want to come see us play, <laughs> then I beat them to death with their own oh shoes. Um, so I got one. Um, not that I wouldn't mind hearing Russ's opinion, but for you, Dave, uh, in the direction you were going um, about. You know, rock and roll and heavy metal right now, um, and I was and I brought this up to a couple bands, and my thought process is I remember um, hearing uh, an interview with uh, Spider Zombie, Rob Zombie's brother from uh, Power Man Five Thousand. Oh wow! And he was talking about uh, how back in the late '90s, early 2000s, it was it was raining money on you know metal rock ska bands even uh you know i was listening to real big fish and they were talking about how uh you know they could get signed to a major label and make a major deal with a ska band which is not something this you really is late see 90s late 90s yeah yeah um so are there any labels now <laughs> i know so anyway so what's what's happening what happened you think why why are the uh the internet. what's happening to the young folk why the, are, why the, is the uh the internet happened come on right we blame straight, it just straight on the internet music happened and the album side is now, you know, a relic. People are doing EPs. Most people are just releasing singles. And uh, the album is sort of a, a rare art form. And uh, streaming just changed the game. Accessibility. Uh, I don't think know. about it. You know? But right. what you said, what's happened? What's happened? Like, are, now are we talking about. I feel about, like that's like, making it more accessible. I'm saying, why does it feel like rock and metal and punk it just doesn't it's not sharing the main stage like it used to oh i don't know why rock is taking a crap <laughs> maybe they've watered it down so much over the years well with, i think that i think that modern rock i think modern rock and what got got went through the algorithms and got airplay on iheart right modern rock what even might even make it on the dial after all the talk shows on mms it's it's really kind of feeling like lowest common denominator. Everything from the lyrical sophistication to just 
the melody, the whole thing. It's not sophisticated music. It might have a hook. It might have a theme. It might be, you know, interestingly presented and packaged. But the real good stuff isn't even on the radio. Let's face it. Absolutely. Everything, including pop radio, is based on algorithms. There's no live DJ breaking any bands. And there's no uh, people, you know, even here in Cleveland, there aren't venues that are breaking bands either. I don't know what's, I don't know how it got to this point. But it's your, your, it's every band and child and you rat think, for himself. You don't think Grog Shop and, uh, uh, and Beachland, you don't think those places are helping them open up anymore? You don't think they're helping? I just don't even know if the Grog does the level of promotion. I mean, I went to see a great band from Champaign-Urbana that I'd seen 20 years ago in Bloomington, Indiana, and they have their own radio show. They were on Sire Records. They were on Sony, a uh, band called The Poster Children, and I was embarrassed how empty that room was. It, I mean, they're a great band, and it was like half full. So I don't know if people are too busy streaming Netflix, but, I mean, it's not just bands like Mossum that's, you know, still three years young. We're a young band. It's bands that have been doing it for two decades, and they're floating around. And I, just, I don't know how to get people out. Too many choices. Too much on the menu, that's, man. That's the thing. I think so much on the there's, menu. There's it's a big uh, oversaturation. Um, I think with venues that are putting in, in what we're seeing too, that we're booking shows is uh, a lot of clubs are going seem to be going under this format of okay, well, we'll have six bands play tonight. And if each of them brings thirty people, we're gonna have you know hundred you know however many people here, and oh, we'll it'll load it up. It'll be a good night for the bar, and, and it'll be a great night for the club. The bar, they'll make their money. But then, you know, if we're playing sixth, you know, people aren't gonna come for the first band and stay for six bands. They're gonna be fatigued, and even though we're fatigued, sitting around listening to you know four or five bands. So, and let's say let's so, say you sell twenty tickets. Tickets are ten bucks. Two hundred bucks. Am I doing the math right? And then the owner comes over and buys a T-shirt from you, and that's what you walk out the door with. We don't. We're not going to do that anymore. We had to kind of say, "I think we paid the dues." You know, go into a club and at least have a minimum. And you know, I think every good, great band or band that has any kind of promise has to get some help. I mean, we're at that point where we need other people represent. I think, and I think publicists. I don't care who it is. If it's, if it's a booking agent, somebody that can represent a one, two-page contract to say, this is what these guys bill, this is what they'll pull. But those people are hard to find, too. I don't know if it was ever easier. I don't know that we, I don't know what it was like 30 years ago. I don't know, man. I probably was just as hard. I think there's a surplus of great bands in Cleveland. And there's a surplus of killer venues. So supply and demand is my theory. Like, that's a lot of places to play, a lot of bands to fill those places, and not a lot of people. Now, I think um, one thing, I, just uh, riffing off of that a little bit, I think if there's anything where maybe rock and punk and metal isn't quite getting the airplay, it's not, you know, on the MTV Movie Awards anymore, it's not getting that kind of play. But What's I think, MTV, right? Um, I don't even know what the M stands for anymore. Is it still yeah, music television? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the one thing that's clear is... Uh, they still have it going on when it comes to live events. Um, so, kind of playing off of that, how would you guys describe 
your show. My live show? Yeah. I'll tell you what, um, and, and I, and this is from several people, the energy, the draw, like we have, um, people are glued, um, and I look out and I see people and they're just, it's almost like, what the hell is this? And they just, they're locked in because there's, it is, is it is as dynamic as it comes, the playing. I mean, even if it's a simple straight rock beat or, or something a little more off time, we are, we are. <laughs> they know we mean business. It doesn't passion. matter who we're playing with. We get out there and it's sort of they like we hit a trigger. Um, the showmanship is like, gin, uh, it's a little bit of a throwback. Like we take it pretty seriously. And uh, once the machine starts, it's, it doesn't, uh, doesn't quit. It's, yeah, yeah, right it's, it's, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and we get a lot of feedback on the fact that we're at a level that people aren't even they're they're not even um, familiar with, or they weren't. They were just surprised. There's a well, lot I, of surprise. I have a, a, a buddy of mine, new uh, people, especially. What? A buddy of mine is uh, his dad was there, and he came up to me. He goes, "Man, I really appreciate how hard you're working up there." And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, you're sweating and you're dying. And I'm like, you're just like, you're like a sideshow. You're just it's very athletic, man. It, yeah, that and athletic. Russ is an That's athlete, and I'm an um, athlete, a recovering athlete. I, <laughs> and I think it's weird. I, you know, we take the stage and we get there, and there's these two guys, and it's like, is it, who else is coming on stage? No, it's just these two. And, and two pieces are out there, but you know, they're 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 by no means mainstream. And so when two guys walk up and they're like, oh, is this it? Okay, well, what's going to happen here? And next thing you know, we kind of, and you know, George, you've been to our shows, you've heard you know, our, our energy. Uh, and I think that's, that's, uh, that's a big part. Of it. Mm -hmm. You guys do anything, uh, any pre, uh, pre-show rituals, warm-ups, anything you guys do? You guys slap each other in the face? Well, poor Dave, David, sorry. He's all about, I want to go and get away from all this crap and I need to kind of get in the zone where I'm like, there's nowhere to whatever. go. Whatever. And a lot of times there's nowhere to go. There's so, uh, to go. we are, we have a, a major lack of pre-show rituals. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! I, I'm like, I play golf once in a while, and when you're on a very crowded golf course, you're like, okay, fuck this, let's play. Damn it! I'm, yeah, I'm tired of sitting around and waiting. Yeah, he gets impatient. I'm impatient. We do, we do, we do usually wait until, um, pretty much right before the show to decide the set. That is a ritual. We don't, we don't preordain what we're going to do. We have probably four or five songs that we like to to step off with, and we have. Those songs also are usually, are, they're the bookends, so whatever we open with, one of those four is going to probably be the close. And, uh, I would like you know, to get to this point where well, we have a nice little pregame where we're sitting there and just kind of lock in. And I, you know, come on. Maybe, maybe once you know, we start. Even when we were in Austin, we drove up and we had an hour to get all <laughs> our shit out of the car, out of the trailer, get dressed, 98 degrees. That's sweat. our pregame drive, 1,300 The pregame is like, you're 13 hours to get prepped. If frenzy is a pregame, we're really good at that, the frenzy. Yeah, that's really it, that, that hustle. and you have more help, move, though. Move. It's really nice to have help. When you have someone helping bring the gear up to the stage, you know, put everything in place, that makes a big difference. That's definitely a um, red-letter date is the first show that I can just walk in, go to the Your green room, and I walk out to the stage and it's ready to go, and I can just sit and play. That's a red letter. Um, That's a pretty sweet deal. We walked up to gear already set up in Austin, but then it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Yeah, yeah, we had that one more time. time. Yeah, I got so. this buzzing sound coming out of the guitar amps. Yeah, and they're like, no, well, no. you're just going to have to deal with it. I'm like, what the? That wasn't a buzz. That was a rhinoceros. I'm like 3,000 miles for a malfunctioning you Oof, know, We couldn't even rig. get a recording of live recording. It was so bad. Oh, well, they didn't Love. even patch the guitar. So then you have a bass and drum band. You don't have that full sound. That was a disaster. Some people don't do their homework. We're really fortunate when we roll in and it's not our sound guy. And they've listened or they, or I can tell them, hey, you know, I need a little Roger Waters slap back. I really like that. I want a little of this. Don't be shy. Put a little delay on me. I play on that. And those guys that know that, they hear it and they pull that right out in my voice. And that's pretty special. Like that guy at Music Box, Bob, mm-hmm. who says, I miss you guys. Uh, we miss you too, Bob. Wait, where? He put all kinds of great, um, he put just the right amount of, and same thing happens at Coda. So it's nice to have your honey holes and your clubs in Cleveland that treat you right. You know how to pull out your sound. But yeah, we're versatile. I digress. We're versatile. Is that what we were even talking no, about? No, we're, we're versatile from the hip. Let's, let's go. Let's hit it and let's play. We haven't gotten to a point where we're that uh, tailored that we actually have a, I mean, there's certain things I can't say, uh, but you know, sometimes it's like you've got to like clear the dance floor before you go on stage. But you lean in the one. <laughs> sometimes you need to, you know, just take care of business. That's probably the closest thing I have to original. Where, like, where, where are you, are you doing going? this? Where, where are, you are you doing this? I'm not saying anything. I'm just kind of leaving it to the imagination. Oh, okay. Let them fill the blanks. Um, yeah. Why two-piece, boys? Why two-piece? It's essential. We've been told that there's no room for anything. <laughs> there's no room for any. Uh, we happen to both play very prolific styles. So influences like, you know... Um, Eddie Lee. I mean, he is a big influence on my style. Copeland, Stuart Copeland. Sure. Phil Lesh. You know, the sort of slightly unhinged all over the place. Percussion. Movement, movement, movement. We fill a lot of space. Constant. And uh, the other reason was we had a guitar player. We had a couple guitar players. One, a great talent, just wasn't really in it for the game, was just in it for a break. And had some substance abuse problems and we just uh, had to take a break and we net we didn't take a break but we took a break from our guitar players and we just said we had a couple guys say why why are you looking we were looking hard for a while we're like why are you looking we were getting frustrated because like what are we going to do and and him and david and i kept getting together and playing and i started plugging into that guitar amp no this is even before that we were playing dry and we actually played a couple of shows dry as a bone, but so it was kind of cool, it. but it was, so it was, weird to hear there was it. something there, but it wasn't quite there. It's like there. bone dry. And then, uh, in fact, it was, it was, I was on vacation and my buddy called me and he's like, dude, you got to check out this band. And I'm like, who? And he's like, Royal Blood. And I'm like, okay, why? He's like, it's a two-piece. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, bass and drum. So I pulled him up and I'm listening and I'm like, well, well I'll be. And I called David. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, we don't have to search. We got to figure this out. Yeah. And uh, we had this old Marshall amp that 
uh, I was at a ska band way back when, and he left that amp at my house. So that thing has been collecting dust at my house it's for like five good. years. It does everything we need to and do. I called him. I'm like, hey, you want this back? And he's like, I don't want that piece of shit. And I'm like, all right, plug it's into that thing. Celestial. It's and he plugged it's a good in, rig. and all of a sudden it was just like, and we have we have gain and over and, and overdrive, and all of a sudden it's like this whole. And we I remember we were at our. It was, There's nobody it was, that sounds like that. It was the winter. And there was two feet of snow on the ground, and we're in this. And we pulled my gear out to non, this thing on a sled. That's a big deal. Climate controlled barn. Oh my god! Freezing our ass off, and we could only put Pop the heater on stove. so long because we get so high. Carbon monoxide exposure, man. So we we crank it up to ninety degrees, and then it go to fifty, and we kept sweating. Then you got that propane bullet. Remember, I had a. I had some kind of sinus reaction. Out. I got whacked out. But on we that. started playing through that guitar amp, and we're like, okay. And then next thing you know, pedal this and pedal that. And you can see there's there's an array of pedals, and we just added this and added that. We added sounds and, and, and loops and this and that. And we've just been, you know, we're, I, you know, I consider us just this, this nice flower that just this rock and roll flower that just keeps rock and roll up. flower. A little bigger. Hey, a little color there. Hey, what's that <laughs> over there? And uh, I I do not see that we're at the end of this two piece sound. What we can do with it. I would like to do some sampling. Just, you know, a little atmospheric shit. Trigger pedal. I've I'm got it. I'm fighting that a little I've bit. I've got it, and I want him to control bit. it because I don't have any room. I'm going to have to build a new kind of, like, apparatus at my feet. There's just no more room for any more pedals. Uh, but, yeah, I think I think we've – it went from a novelty of kind of, eh, well, let's not look for a guitarist, but if someone comes along and it's the right fit. But then the further we got and started evolving into this kind of little cool two-piece, and we're like, we recently were told that we should add vibraphone, which is just far out. Far out. I think, you know, it's like system of a down far out. Like, I don't get it, but I get it. I, I think we might have to try something that wild. But we're also inviting guests in, at least to the record, to the studio. I don't know that I need guests on stage with me, but we're gonna, we are going to kind of try some things in 2019. We've got to try some things. That's part of it. So what is in store for you for 2019? Oh, man, what a segue. Yes. We couldn't have timed that anymore. Hey, we're, uh, we're part of a two-year anniversary of this cool movement in Cleveland called Emerge Micro Cinema. And the guys had us out to this cool collaborative bike garage called Skidmark Garage um, uh, for this. Uh, it's a funny name. But, you know, it's this collaborative garage where every guy rents a bay or gal and they work on their choppers and stuff and they have this huge breakout lounge well they have a, quite a setup with a with a portable you know big screen and high-end sound system and they had our music playing before the event they played our mini documentary then they interviewed us and they felt bad because it wasn't a big turnout back to the turnout thing but we're going to be um second year featured at this second year anniversary at forest city brewing and I said, hey, well, you know, uh, they've got a venue there, don't they? Oh, yeah, they've got a new PA, they've got a stage. What do you want us to play? So we're going to play at the event after the screening of the films and some of our other music and one of and our making of Mahalo, our, our, um, that surf instrumental that we've got, will be featured at this thing on the 25th of January. Yeah, so that's how we're kicking off the year. Yeah, man. That's Second anniversary event. of the film. And then... Uh, and then we were out, we got picked. Uh, we're going down to Columbus. Uh, there's a uh, 
record store, Craft and Vinyl Records, uh, or Vinyl and Craft. It's a venue, though. It's a, it's a record, still... it's kind of like a Beachland setup where they got like a record store slash venue slash uh, music collaborative where, where artists and musicians, they go for jams and, and songwriting uh, uh, gatherings and things like that. Um, and this, I can't remember what the event is exactly. Well, they're pressing, our, they're pressing the showcase to Vinyl. So, uh, so all the bands that are featured in the showcase are going to be on vinyl, uh, you know, like a mix, a yep. mix vinyl record as a takeaway, which is really cool. That's cool. That's the whole premise of that venue. It's like yeah. people will rent the venue for special events, but it's also like for for music events, for CD release parties, single release parties. So, uh, hopefully, we'll have our new single ready by then. We should. We've got to uh, say Shame the word. It's a, it's it's a couple year old track that we've been playing around with, but it's um, just needs one more round of vocal overdubs and then mastering. So we'll have a new single release in January, and then we'll probably have that third single from the batch we did last year released in, you know, not to set us up, I would say March. Um, and and that'll be pretty pretty cool. And then the biggest thing right now that we're, uh, we've been talking about is um, getting in the studio, there's a legendary producer um, uh, recording artist um, Jim Ward over at Superior Sound and we've been talking to him about getting into that studio and working with him um, we've been we've been we've been dancing around this for since what last spring last August Starshop, last a year August. ago August um, um, we played over there so we've been, we've been he did the first three Incubus records which I think uh, that that breakout Incubus record is still a great record if you listen to it. And then he worked with Fiona Apple and Huba Stank and a couple others. Um, and then he had a great deal with Warner where he was a talent scout. So we ran into him. He's a part of this new record label that we went to an opening for at Stella's, which is a new venue in town. We've played over there. Uh, we had a nice show with a band called The Sublets. That our friends are in, and um, we ran into Jimmy. Says, "When are you coming in?" So it's kind of like, "Well, when we have the dough." <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, so but we have enough material to do a full LP. That's really what we want to do, and and you know, press it to vinyl, do it right. And then the the uh, the other f opposing force is that we've done a lot of work with with our producer Seifert, who just purchased Suma Records, and he's rehabilitating the whole. It's a historic site off of Ruman Road in Madison, or I think that's technically Painesville, Ohio, but man, uh, some of the greatest bands of all time have recorded out there. And uh, so we're just kind of trying to navigate. You, there's, there's definitely a lot of ways you can go with recording your music. We have to just kind of make a decision and go with it. So we'll definitely be back in the studio, uh, I would say, by spring. Yeah, I, that's a lot, man. We're going to be busy beavers. I mean, there's a, uh, there's a show in Athens uh, that second week of February. We'll be down at Athens. Um, we get such a great response down at Casa Nueva, and Josh Brown has been booking us down there. This will be our fourth show. Right? Third. Ah, feels like four. Did I exaggerate? Thanks <laughs> for correcting me. Long, ride down to 70. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, I went to school. It's not too bad, is it? I went to OU for, you know, that's where I went to college, so I I know it well. And it's still the same place. <laughs> it's so, well, so, gas station, Hills, gas station, Hills. hills. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's still the same town, but it's a great town. And, uh, yeah, we, we get a really good response when we're down there. And uh, so, yeah, we're going back there. And then we're playing at Coda. Uh, I think it is about the relationships, though. I'm sorry to cut you off, buddy. Uh, when are we playing Coda? Coda is March 2nd. Um, oh, thankfully. So, yeah, we, we enjoyed We played Coda a bunch. You know that's a small it's room, our, but it's they our just cavern, kind of like our cavern a, club uh, yeah. type of club. So we so we dig that place, and then uh, and then that's just getting started in the spring, and then we uh, we're trying. You know we're we're looking at uh, Edgewater, um, Edgewater Live, Edgewater Live. We're trying to get into there this summer. We talked to it's the a good time uh, promo- Yeah, we talked to the, the pr- one of the promoters there. That would be I'll tell you um, our sound fit, on that so, yeah. water would be just killer. We'd have to probably roll in with a handful of covers. <laughs> But we can do that. We can manage that. So, huh. I might. Jeez, you guys. It's like you're helping me segue <laughs> today. Next, good man. <laughs> That's one question yeah. in the bank. Yeah. Next yeah. question. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so I got I got a couple quick ones. This is like the fluff piece mm-hmm. of the interview, mm-hmm. and then we'll bring it back around. We'll, we'll wrap it up. No seriousness. In this. No, yeah. So uh, yeah, we get all tight all right. sphincter. What? Um, yeah. So, what is all right? So yeah. we're gonna we don't have to go rapid fire, but we you don't have to uh, we don't have to elaborate. Yeah. Um, that's I don't know that right. he's capable. Of yeah, that. that's all right though. I, uh, so favorite favorite cover song, favorite song that you've heard covered that you liked, maybe more than the original. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Fa- wow, well, that's a tough one. Off the top of my head, I'd have to say Dave Matthews Band, All Along the Watchtower. Nice. I'm sorry. That's I just that one hits me. That one hits me in the. That's in soul, interesting man. because I, you know, the one they do at, at that song's been Red covered Rocks. by a lot of bands. And, and it has. Neil Young did a great version of it when he was playing with I mean, Booker T and the MGs, and Soundgarden was opening, and he just, you know, he just lost his yeah. stuff halfway through. He's like, and the wind began to howl. You know, it was like, like a banshee up on the stage or something. Like yeah. he was possessed by it, which, you know, that song does kind of come unglued in the middle. When you agree? Was, uh, yeah, and, and they did that pretty well. Uh, the 95 concert at Red Rocks, that's the first time I heard them do it. And it was fast-paced, and it was just like, I was like, damn. And, you know, you know, Hendrix is obviously a great one. And that was my favorite up until I heard that one. That's so, a Bob Dylan song. Yeah, I know. Your favorite. Yeah, Bob Dylan, God bless you. <laughs> um, so that would be What about Short Hallow- answer. What about, um, oh, there's so many. I don't know where to go. You might have. Grinded the gears right. over here, getting a. There is a lot of good ones. You know, Disturbed did a really good uh, sound of silence. Yeah, that was very popular. I, yeah, I, I just thought his sinister voice and vocals really played well in that yeah. song. I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking, just go. I like, and I like. If you want to chime in later, if it pops in there, it will. It it's old. just too. It just got really jangly in there. So, <laughs> uh, I always, I always, yeah. No, that's not a good reference. Yeah. Uh, Green Day did uh, Shout live, and that was like, like a rocking party, like, jump up and shout now. Oh, oh wait, that's yeah. fun. Oh, that's it was, fun. yeah, oh my gosh, he had Blossom rocking and rolling, man. It was, wow. it was just like at a great wedding, like everyone was just yeah. partying. And, I uh, think it was on R30 that, that Rush did their feedback record, they had their feedback record where they did all their covers, and they covered two of the covers on that, but the one was um, Summertime Blues, they opened with it, and it was 
it was very, it was way edgier than the original, right? It was like hard rock version and really fast paced. And then they did, they did a cool version of The Seeker by The Who. I thought that oh, was pretty yeah. special. But you know, like, it's always surprising what these bands come out with. I, I remember Michelle Negaticello segueing at the Agora in the ballroom, segueing out of one of her tracks into Stevie Wonder's Too High off the Inner Visions, which is one of my favorite Stevie Wonder albums. And you remember where you are when those surprising covers hit, right? Um, Foo Fighters. Uh, Dave Grohl worked his way to the back of the stage, and it's a big setup. And this was probably a good 12 years ago. And he went back and eventually took over the drums from Taylor Hawkins, and they were still in the middle of one of their epic tracks. Taylor ran down, ran around, came up to the mic, and they just seamlessly segued into Floyd's Have a Cigar, and it was just like, how'd they do that? <laughs> you know, like, that's when it's good, right? When it almost feels like, no, you didn't. You did. You know, that's the best. Um, you don't see it coming. So I've heard through Russ that you guys have played covers before. I don't know if I've ever heard one. What, what a... We um, did a great uh, sort of a uh, runaway version of Running Down a Dream right after Tom Petty died for a Halloween par uh, event at the Foundry. And I have a video recording of it and I have a couple recordings of it and the way we treat it is really different than the original. Um, and I do think that if we did any other covers, that would be, uh, that's sort of prerequisite. Well, we did a little drummer yeah. boy last Christmas, yeah, and I Christmas unveiled it again this yeah. Christmas. We never formally recorded it, but we should, because it's so different. So different. Yeah, it's got a very... Uh, we kind of get into anthem and epic kind of... Yeah, uh, it is. Super sustained notes. Um, yeah. We need, yeah, we, we had a list up on the wall somewhere with a handful of covers that we were trying to play. One thing that I think we, we should, and, and this is just, you know, people like to hear the two piece, yeah. you know, the two piece uh, uh, homage to Royal Bow to be figured out because that was like their breakout song, I think, over here that came out. And uh, I think we need to get that one. But yeah. We, we do need people ask us all the time cover covers and, and yeah we do need to probably pepper in a few more but we just we just haven't you guys as well I mean I remember I love that the first time I saw you guys you know that's one of the first things you guys mentioned is that you guys are an original rock band mm -hmm. so I, I don't know I love that about you guys and I love that you even said that you know yeah. so but I, I do love a good cover but yeah. uh, I love that you know you guys are making original music and that you're proud of that yeah you know? And that you're making your own sound, you're trying to be original. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, it might be selfish of us, and I think sometimes we need to step back and say, well, you know, I think my wife's made a request for a, you know, I don't know if it was a Ramones too, but you know, like, we need to like just dig, dig deep and find something fun to play. Just do it. Yeah, just to kind of, you know, like, like blister in the sun or something that's super basic and easy that we could just yeah. fire off real yeah. quick just to make up people, yeah. oh yeah, I know that one. Well, actually, I, mean, I would do that. You mentioned Why did it you that? just like, say that one? I'm like, I want I that would now, do that. Right? I used to riff on that in high school. Well, there you go. Next. Um, yeah. Just vocally. Just Throw it vocally. on the list. It was so much. Yeah. That's solid. 
Uh, so, or or um, what's the one? Um, I need someone, a person to talk to, someone to have to hold. Could it be you? Could it be you? You know that one? No, I don't. Uh, is it piss off or? No, you can all just kiss off into the air. Behind my back, I can see them stare. What is that, like a B-side Misfits? What is that? They do it all what the time. Yeah, yeah. They do it all the time. Yeah, yeah. They do it all the time. Do it all the time. We've got it. It's one of those. Look for a Violent Femmes cover this spring on Mossum Radio. No, don't look for that. Massive. Nobody knows that. Massive. <laughs> Not that one. No, Blister that is sun, that's, that's a big one. That, uh, well, <laughs> bigger than Blister the Sun? No, like, no. Neither me and Russ have heard that song. Then you didn't listen to the whole record. No that's one has. a great record. That's, is, oh, that a B, is that the B-side? Time out. That whole album was so good. Favorite concert? Oh, my God. Lava so who all played on that? I'll say now. I don't have to remember. I get two and one confused. The one I'm thinking of was Jesus and the Mary Chain, um, Pearl Jam, Ice Cube, Soundgarden, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Um, uh, ministry. You know, see, I think I'm mixing those up. Oh, they just came. No, Ministry was there. That was the. That was a bill. I can't think though. I think that's that's Lollapalooza. Like too. memorable or what do you like? What's the criteria in here? I'm just thinking. Hey, I if you to, think like, of a rocking concert, yeah. a concert that I really saw, swept I you off your feet. I saw the final tour of Rush, R40. I saw him in, in Columbus and Buffalo, uh, three days apart. I saw, and I almost went to a third show um, in Pittsburgh. And uh, to me, that's way in the top. That's in my top five. When police, I've seen the, a lot of shows. The police yeah. came. Uh, Police came back around in Cleveland. A few oh, I bet ago. that was great. And I went uh, to that one. That was really that was that was real. That was really cool. The, yeah, I went. I a unique one, which was which was a lot of fun. Um, and I know if this is a rock podcast, people would probably be like, "Yeah, fuck that guy." But uh, I saw you saw Dave Matthews at the O in Ireland. Yeah, and, sure. Uh, and I'll it's tell you what, I think he, venue's was, important. It was uh, it was a cool venue. It was like a, just a big concrete floor. There was no chairs or nothing, and it was just standing room only. But the room itself was it was a cool room. And you know, I don't know if he wasn't as big over in Ireland, but man, there was maybe twenty people deep to the stage. Wow. That's and awesome. Any, so I could literally walk up and be twenty feet away, rock out to a song, and then if he dropped an acoustic softy, I could go back and sit way in the back or go to the get a beer. Come and back. There would be. 20 yards of open floor. That's really cool. Like, and it was like, like you Mr. Could float- Bungle at, at Peabody's Down Under when it was in the flats, and I thought the roof was going to come down. Oh, man. And he had, um, who's the guitar player from the Melvins was playing with? That was a really cool, I think the Melvins maybe opened for Mr. Bungle. I didn't even know those guys, and I was like, what the hell is this? Like, that was cool. That was a cool show. Were you scared for I've seen a lot of the old Peabody's was a shithole? A little bit. I thought I was going to die. Was a, there was, like, oh stuff gosh. coming down from the ra- I thought I was going to die in a fire I think I played there explosion. in either two or three different bands. We played Peabody's in one shape or another. And every time you went there, it was just, like, awesome, but don't touch anything. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, it was just, like. And the one next to CSU wasn't much better, but it was. Oh, is that the. Uh, I think shows are about a time of life. I think the really big shows are usually, like, some you're in some point in life. And that adds to the to the memory of that show, so you know I think that's an important like for everyone. 
there's something else going on in, in that time of life that makes this show even more meaningful. You know, for sure. I remember in uh, a real memorable thing is this Summerfest when my parents moved to Milwaukee. So the summer of 90, I went home to a whole new city and I met these guys. <laughs> you know, they just first night out with these guys they were all dropping acid I'm like well this is going to be an interesting yeah. summer <laughs> and so Summerfest if you went down in the afternoon you'd get your hands stamped and for the big amphitheater which was kind of like if you put Blossom maybe two thirds the size but you put it right on Lake Michigan and then also had like a state fairgrounds where they had all these events well Summerfest was ten days like 11 sound stages plus this big thing and you'd go down there and you could see all these shows but if you got your hand stamped you could go in and the main event was always like a big national act but you you know yeah it's where you are in the time of life I saw Violator with Knights of Rev open up uh, not Violator Depeche Mode and you're like well Depeche Mode you know that can't be that was a rocking show like they're alive they're more of a rock band live not so electronic and and just they get people fired up I get pretty wild alright we're gonna go we're gonna rock through these um, and then we'll, we'll wrap this up question you ready I know, sorry I, got, I was so heading, existential uh, I've got right. nothing left <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll uh, rock this I think you guys will get the gist of it and then uh, and then we'll we'll wrap this up real quick um, who do you like better Ramones or Rancid Ramones Ramones why just more more genuine, more early, more foundational. I, I concur. Concur? Okay. Dropkick Murphys or Flogging Molly? I don't know. I'm not really into either. I'm yeah. sorry, to, sorry to offend you guys. It's like, you know, Flogging Molly, because my stepdaughter is a huge fan. How about that? Uh, Lady Gaga or Katy Perry? Gaga, Lady for sure. Gaga. Shh, Perry's more of a, an imitator. Slayer or Pantera? Pantera. Oh, that's tough. Pantera. Pantera's one of my favorite concert yeah, moments. probably Pantera. I, I, these are interesting. <laughs> Real Big Fish I'm or Mighty Mighty Boss Tones? I'm going to yell out, Squirrel Nut Zippers. Oh, wait, that wasn't <laughs> the question. Um, <laughs> Boss Tones, I'll go down that one. Yeah, man, I remember that. I remember seeing those guys. Oh, you saw them live? Were they a yeah. good time? Yeah, really good. And that guy just did never stopped. It was exhausting. It was a big outdoor. It was like Deer Creek, you know, uh, Indianapolis and the whole time I'm like dude it's like 90 degrees out he's wearing a full suit dancing the whole time I'm like wow Um, Justin Bieber or Britney Spears Britney Spears I mean that's a big no on both I'm out I'm out Rob (laughs) that's a Robism that's a crest Um, Megadeth or Metallica ooh gosh for, I got more relationship with Metallica, but you know I yeah. like Megadeth. I, I kind of wish you would have said Mastodon because I would take them all day long over Metallica. Mastodon. Yeah, Metallica. Yeah. I like when people like you know, Megadeth. Do you like but any of their new stuff, Mastodons? Any of the last couple records? Oh. I don't know. I fell out of it. I don't know. I think they I've evolved, never man. They're more prog. They're interesting. It's I dove interesting. into Metallica more than I did Megadeth. Megadeth, it was I stayed kind of maybe his so, voice. Yeah, Must stay. That's um, not really good impersonation. <laughs> Scratch that from the record. <laughs> and secret Backstreet Boys. Who? In sync. 
Yeah, this is what this is, is this? Yeah, this is where Dave acts like he's too podcast. cool. To, he's like, I don't know, I'm just so metal, I don't even know who this I'm is. Not even, uh, no, I, I'm I, just I, like, I'm embarrassed. I'm so alternative rock, I can't no, even... This is, this is where he pulls his Jim Morrison card. Instinct battery, not real. <laughs> <laughs> That's fake news, man. <laughs> I, I can't... I think, oh I, think uh, I had more... Rela- I had more, you know, Backstreet, I think I knew more. I don't know. You'd is have it in sync Timberlake though? Yeah, oh, probably. He's a stud. I think Backstreet for me then. I never. I just I did never follow the boy bands. I was listening to. Uh, what, when? When? Were you were lying, bands? Dave. I don't believe you. <laughs> There's no way. I'm. You've never been at a wedding and you never heard Backstreet oh Boys. My God. Liar! You've you lying liar! You, he's Fake it's news. poisoning my brain. He's, he, yeah, he's it's the you're taking him down a lane that he doesn't want to go. <laughs> I'm gonna start tearing off all the wallpaper. He needs to break something really I'm quick. I'm gonna start too. writing Sanskrit all over these walls in, in pencil, and then later I'm painting it in white. Two, number two, white. I don't even know. MC Hammer or Vanilla Ice? Oh, MC Hammer. <laughs> hammer time, not even a question. Why not is that? Not even, because Hammer, you know, his fault was he trusted everybody, but you know, Hammer, was, Hammer was pretty, he was it, man. No, he, was he just gave all his money. I always, but then I you know, fine at the time, but he always just seemed like a novelty to me. Um, I didn't really I, dig I too deep listen. with him, but yeah. My favorite conspiracy theory is it lizard people or <laughs> Illuminati? <laughs> <laughs> uh, which uh, one do you want to believe more? Which one do you believe? I, well, which one I believe? Lizard, I, w- yeah. What's the lizard people? Lizard people, yeah. Like, like the, the ones that live in the sewers? No, like that. Like the world's like everyone in charge of the world are like lizard people. Like, oh, like I don't the movie. What they, is this? Like being? the movie They Live. Like I don't even know, I've never seen. You've never seen series. They Live with Rowdy Roddy Piper. <laughs> they Live, Rowdy Roddy Piper. <laughs> it's horribly the, great movie. They, like they turn the cameras off, they close the door, and like Donald Trump is like, you know, he's got like a hand me your he's, like, feet. Flies. I'm going to take you and dip <laughs> you in hot oil. <laughs> Lizard people. No, I'm gonna have to go. No, Illuminati I think the Illuminati, man, they, they, they <laughs> exist. They're called the oligarchs. <laughs> they're yeah. real. They're they hide in place. They're sight. running the country. Let's face it. Oh, that's funny. Lizard people. All yeah. the tycoons. There's there's always been tycoons in this town, in this so, country. Rowdy Rowdy Piper. I love it. All right. So uh, anything you guys. Yeah, want our music to, is well, anti-tycoon, <laughs> <laughs> unless we get to be the tycoons. <laughs> All right, guys, go ahead and rock us out. Uh, do you guys have anything you want to mention? Your show at Four City Brewery on what date? Oh, come on out. Sounds like January 25th. If this is local, is this local at all? Uh, yeah, it's local and nationally syndicated. Sweet, okay, man. well, Sweet. hey, for those of you around Cleveland, um, come out to uh, uh, Four City Brewery on January 25th. Uh, so you'll see some very good, unique um, short films. Um, some of them are really. Do we know what's on them? You might if you Rust. if you burn you might want to burn one. Some of them really little, weird. Rust it'll out. Be, it'll be like what the hell did I just watch? But yeah, it's cool. It's totally my cup of tea, you guys. Very very uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, January twenty fifth. So if you're out in Cleveland around that time, that's let's we're going to push hard for that one. Hey, check us out on Spotify, iTunes. We've got all we're the social all the medias. Majors. Yeah, and represented YouTube channel. Awesome. Uh, just M O S S O M. Type it in and you'll find us. No problem. Excellent. All right, well... Uh, Thanks, Georgie. <laughs> no problem, boys. That's Russ and Dave from the band Muscle. There's a hole in right the bucket, time. dear Liza. 
I don't know. Well, maybe you think of that, but the dear Georgie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Signing out, George from Maximum Threshold. Party on. <laughs> Hey, this is Russ Herbert. And I'm David Moss. And we are from Mossum. <laughs> Which just, is a, we just a small, said, Don't fuck a small island in the Caribbean. <laughs> hey, this is Russ Herbert. And this is David Moss. We and are, what are we going to say? We, there's not enough words. We are Mossum. I could just from finish Mossum. it. I got it. Oh, yeah, you go. Hey, this is Russ Herbert. And this is David Moss from post-rock duo Mossum. And you're listening to Maximum Threshold. Maximum Threshold.
Hey guys, this is Ron from YouTube's Rock and Metal News, and this is your Maximum Threshold Rock and Metal News Report. Mike Patton of Faith No More has stated that he will be a guest in the upcoming Chris Cornell Tribute Concert, which is called I Am the Highway, a tribute to Chris Cornell. It will take place at the Los Angeles Forum in Inglewood, California on January 16th. And Astronoid, they released a new song titled A New Color on YouTube and streaming sites. Their new self-titled album will be out on February the 1st. You can catch them live on tour with Between the Buried and Me and Tesseract in the U.S. Check out the band's official websites for the tour dates. And the new Candlemas song titled Astralis, The Great Octopus, is now out on YouTube and streaming sites and digital retailers. The song features a guest appearance from none other than Black Sabbath guitarist Tony Iommi. And uh, the song is off their new album, The Door to Doom, out on February 22nd. And Tony's guitar playing fits extremely well with the doom of Candlemas. Continuing with your Maximum Threshold.net rock and metal news, Norma Jean are currently writing new material. And vocalist from Norma Jean, Corey Brandon, is keeping busy by writing new material with the project he's in called Hundred Sons as well. And Brandon collaborates with ex-every-time-I-die drummer Ryan Ledger and former Dead and Divine guitarist Chris LaMasters. So stay tuned for updates on that. And At The Gates have released a music video on YouTube for an alternate version of their track, The Mirror Black. The song includes guest vocals from Rob Miller of Ambiex and Dow Cross. This version of the song, The Mirror Black, is off the bonus track out through select deluxe editions of To Drink from the Night Itself. And finally, Soilwork released a new music video for their song, Witten. Off, It's on YouTube now. It's off their amazing new album called Verkleiten, which is now out. It came out today. And uh, if you haven't checked out the new Soilwork album, definitely check that one out. It is Verkleiten, and it is just perfect. This is Ron from YouTube's Rock and Metal News with a Z, and this has been your Maximum Threshold Rock and Metal News Report. Thanks for tuning in. And you are listening to Maximum Threshold on the net, where Dom just sacrificed a live goat in the name of METAL! This is Michael Corifone, Red, and you're listening to Maximum Threshold. Hmm. This is Jeff Duncan with DC4, and you're saying the maximum threshold.
have a smartphone, iPod, iPad, or even Roku? Grab the app, tune in, and search Maximum Threshold and hear the show live directly from your device. We are your birth control for the radio. Maximum Threshold Radio. And now on Maximum Threshold, I will play all your requests right now. Here you go. Every song you wanted me to play, I'm playing right now. All your favorite songs. Hey, it's Rick Pop. coming here to you. See, we play your request here on Maximum Threshold. Trailers rocking, probably with their sister. I mean, we're listening to Maximum Threshold right here. Maximum Threshold radio show. And now back to the show. <laughs> oh, here's it is right here. And I'm back to Maximum Threshold radio. I'm back. What's going on, people? You just get them hearing this. Had a nice long interview with Mossum. And you heard one of their songs, Stick in the Eye. And also you heard some brand new DC4 with Dominique. That record's actually really damn good. Atomic Highway. It's, good. it's really good, man. I'm really digging it. Got in the car. And it's real good cruising music. I like this. I like the the direction they're going because they're giving a vibe of an old Van Halen kind of sound to it. And I'm digging that, and I like that, man. It's pretty cool. So check them out, man. Pick up that new, brand new DC4 Atomic Highway. Make it part of your collection today. Stick it in your car. Cruise around with that. Blast that biatch. So that's what we got there. That part's over now. So now we're going to move on to play some, some more music for you guys. Hold on one second. Here's a song. This one goes out here to Groove. He was mentioning his band a little earlier. So I wanted to throw this out to him. It's some overkill. I'm going, going back and taking taking a little deep cut trickery and playing this for you. This here is Fatal of Swallow. This goes back, baby. Enjoy. I know I will.
Maximum Threshold Radio, you can do so. You can find us at MaximumThreshold.net, Facebook, Facebook.com slash Maximum Threshold Radio, Twitter at Max Threshold. You can also get us on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Maximum Threshold. Pretty damn simple, huh? Check us out. Follow us. Be part of us. This is Alex Skolnick, and you're listening to Maximum Threshold.
There you go, man. There's some testament going out to the guys out there. Uh, That's pretty good. Nice little pickup there in the tunes for you. Let's go and running, doing a little run through here and see what kind of music news is going out there. Uh, let's see. Oh, our friends with uh, September Morning's got a new one. And let's see. They got a new single. Hold on one second. Okay, I didn't want to sneeze in your guys' ears. So, um, September, September Morning has released official music video for their newest single, Glass Animals. Glass Animals is about the fragmented soul. It's about the realization that we are all broken. Something or someone has broken us, and within that broken state, we ultimately find the strength to survive. Musically, it's a little bit of a tribute to one of our favorite bands, the Deftones. The song ties in with the comic book as well. Hannah is a broken soul who, through the help of September and Claire, find her strength to face their personal demons and live again. From Emily. I gotta find that when she's saying happy birthday to me. Let's see. Um, I don't like it when I go to go to look at um, an email or something and the pictures aren't showing up in here, the player isn't or whatever. It kind of makes things tougher, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just guessing that when I'm pre- whatever I'm pressing is going to pop up the video. It said um, player, so I don't know what the hell that meant. If that was the actual video, the song, or what it was. We're about to find out here in a little bit. Yeah. Everybody who had a birthday, happy birthday. Whoever had an anniversary, happy anniversary. Whoever had um, whatever, that goes out to you. Uh, look us up, MaximumThreshold.net, Facebook.com slash MaximumThresholdRadio. Uh, follow us on there, like us, whatever the hell that is that you do on your social media sites, Twitter at MaxThreshold. Just add us on there. Who cares? You can follow us. You can do whatever. I think this is going to play. Find out in a little bit. It may be really freaking loud. I don't know. Then they might have a commercial that comes up. Oh, I guess not. Here's a new September morning with Class Animals. Check this out.
go man that's new september morning with glass animals here at max and threshold radio and if you like that stuff go out and check them out and tell me you heard about them here on maximum threshold i i gotta find this the birthday song she's singing to me i remember i brought it up to her and she didn't remember it <laughs> it kind of takes you back you don't remember something like that i don't remember that because it was my birthday and um, I had a few people that um, sang or said something. Happy birthday to me. Oh, I'm using two different keyboards and I'm always fucking up. Happy birthday. Let's see. Got to do a search. So what's going on on a Saturday night? I had a birthday party for my daughter today. That was fun. All kind of kids running around this house. Wow, it's the 30th anniversary of the first Skid Row album. I may have to play some off that because it's one of my favorite records. That record got me through a lot of hard times, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. Sure did. Let's see. Man, this thing is taking forever. Taking like for always. Okay. Um, did it again. Damn. Um, I'm fucking up over here. It must be getting late. You got up real early to get ready for this clean house. Stuff like that and get it ready for all these kids to come over and destroy the house. <laughs> Can't even tell. Let's see. Oh, I don't know. I don't what I named it then. Let's see. Um, so, in honor of the 30th anniversary of Skid Row. Let's see, what do I want to play after? I don't want to play the hits. I want to play a deep, deep, deep chord. I like this song. Here we go. Let's play this. Here we go. This is off the the first the first Skid Row. I almost said Skid Marks. First Skid Row record. One of my favorite tracks off. This is a deep cut off. It's Here I Am. Here on your Maximum Threshold Radio. Horns up, fist in air, baby.
Sanders attitude. Why can't 